Hi, and welcome to this episode of the Two Weird Hungry Girls podcast. I'm Phoebe. And I'm Tracy. We're so glad you're joining us this new year. Happy New Year. Yes, Happy New yeah. Year. Oh, I disappeared <laughs> in January uh, for the whole month. I don't know where you were. I know, isn't that nice? Where I was. For me. <laughs> no, I didn't know where you, you were. <laughs> but I found you last week. So I was thinking, because <laughs> I was listening as I disappeared, I was listening to some podcasts, and one of the things we still haven't done yet is create our own theme music. Oh my God. Yeah, I know. We haven't done that yet. We gotta get back on that. And I was thinking, because we're titled The Two Weird Hungry Girls, I feel like we should have a question at the end of each episode okay. that relates to like, what, what, what makes you weird? Or like, what are you hungry for? I think either of those would be good. Do you think so? Yeah. What? What makes you like Wait, are hungry? you actually going to ask? Well, now I'm asking you. Oh. What makes you hungry? Like, what do you crave? Are you a sweet mm. person or like a savory, salty person? If there are no sweets around, I'm fine. But as soon as there's a sweet in front of me, it's it's all over. It's clear. I, I don't necessarily seek it out, but but I'm definitely a savory. Mm-hmm. 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 Hmm. Mm-hmm. And sweet. But like I said, that's why we don't really have keep those things keep no around the house <laughs> we don't keep that around the house mm-hmm. it doesn't last very long so what uh, is everyone in the family the same way yes okay no they're worse actually worse yes they're the ones that will actually go and get the sweet stuff i'm fine as long as it's not there mm-hmm. i don't even have to get it i don't buy it no no mm-hmm. I'm good I'm good with you know normal just like food mm-hmm. i like food generally mm-hmm. you know but but you you're like a home cook too oh yeah I like to cook okay so this Absolutely. this creates so many questions in my mind because oh. I have a special guest for you well two of them and two. yes two of them are here today because you're so special oh gosh <laughs> and of course um as when I cook at home it's just for the two of us mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so when I bake I usually give it away to everyone ah, like in my yes. radius like the neighbors I, um, friends. I came home to a, a little yeah. treat one day. Yeah, I just deliver them you. to friends' porches. You're so nice. <laughs> so I don't keep too many sweets because I bake and do so many baking uh, recipes for yeah. the column. But as a mom, I'm always curious how people or moms do menu plans. Uh, yeah. Menu plans. Mm-hmm. <sighs> well, the, that's on the good. That's on the good weeks when yeah. I when I will make a plan. Yeah. Um, when I do, you know, I try to do something like that on a weekend mm-hmm. so that I can plan out for the week. And uh, generally speaking, I, I kind of think in terms of food groups and different ways I can use those food groups mm-hmm. and so I can get like the biggest bang for my buck. Yeah. Um, but like I said, that's when I'm, you know, when I've got my when act together and I actually do it. Mm-hmm. And I know every weekend, actually, I do think of it all the time because it makes the week go so much easier and right. we eat better and we're, I'm happier. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, I have two guests I think you're really going to enjoy. Tell me. Um, and I know of them because I love Kimberton Whole Foods. Oh, yeah. You've Kimberton been to their, Ho- okay. Mm-hmm. It's like, I love Douglasville. Yep. Is mm-hmm. where you go? Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a beautiful location. I The people who work there are always so gracious. Right? I know. And the they options, know everything. Yeah. The options are wonderful. Mm-hmm. It's always a treat to drive out there. Um, so I had a special guest. And I heard about 
uh, this recent like publication from mm-hmm. one of our guests. So I'm going to introduce you Yay. to Pat Brett, <laughs> who is the co-owner and founder of Kimberton Whole Foods. The co-owner and founder. You're mm-hmm. famous. She is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hi. Hi. Hi, Phoebe. Hi, Tracy. <laughs> Hi. And we have Courtney Diener-Stokes, who is a local food writer, and she's written so many wonderful articles. Like She's a wealth of resource for local food stories. Well, thank you for having us. (laughs) And they're here today because they recently published a cookbook. It's curated recipes from Kimberton Whole Foods. And it sounds like it was it's recipes curated by both you, Pat, and your son. That's right. And your son works at Kimberton. He's he's the chef at our main store. And he he's spends time at a number of the stores where we have prepared foods because he's really good at it. Mm-hmm. Okay, I didn't, training so and doing recipes. Nice. And where is the main store? In Kimberton, Pennsylvania. Okay. I, I, it's our home store. It's right. our original store. Mm-hmm. Have you been there yet? No, I haven't been to Kimberton. We are going to take a road trip. Okay. And you were going to go to this Kimberton store. You or are shaking her head yes. Yes. You will love it. It's a big yes. You will love it. It's a beautiful drive. Can you give us like a little bit of history about Kimberton? Because you've been here or in the community for over 30 years? Right. Uh, the, the store started on Seven Stars Farm in Kimberton, Pennsylvania, uh, 32 years ago. Mm-hmm. That was when we opened the store. And after, I don't know, three or four years, really, not too long, we moved into the town of Kimberton into a, a hardware store that was going out of business. And we fitted it out and made it into our first store there in Kimberton. And it kept growing and expanding. And there's a real demand for that kind of food was growing and and the availability honestly of of healthy ingredients there were more farmers doing that there were more companies starting to make natural foods organic foods our our big focus is on organic in fact all of our produce in all of our stores we only sell organic produce that's Mm -hmm. just a bottom line for us and um, that store was doing well and kept expanding, and we couldn't expand any further on our footprint, and so we opened a second store in Downingtown, mm-hmm. and then a third store in Douglasville. I believe that's the third store. And then Ottsville, which is up near New Hope, Malvern. I feel like I'm leaving something out. And Collegeville is our most recent store. Okay. And our store in Ottsville will be moving to a different location so we can make it a little bigger. It's a really sweet store, but it's very tight corners, mm-hmm. quarters. And we're going to expand it a little bit. So you're a little bit, of, I want to say, she's a little bit ahead of her time, both you and your husband, Terry. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, we're a bit ahead of your time opening a store with this kind of offering and you use the word farms and farmers and it seems like something that's very important in your business mm-hmm. like sourcing locally we do make an effort to in fact i was just at the pasa conference uh, in lancaster last week reaching out to producers to tell them we are a place where they can sell their products mm-hmm. and we will if they sell directly to us they can get a better price for their for their produce not just produce but dairy farmers, people who are doing value-added dairy products like making yogurt, like Seven Stars Farm. We sell a lot of, as many local products as we can, and we do try to support farmers in that way by giving mm-hmm. them a fair price for mm-hmm. what they produce. Nice. And in the cook, I mean, I want to call it a cookbook, but it's it's more I'm of kind a, of flipping through it's, it. It's beautiful. It's more it's, of a story It's a family book history. Book? We call yes. it, I mean, we subbed family history with recipes is, right. was our subtitle because... Mm-hmm. That's really what it is. I mean, there are 60 recipes in the book 
But then tucked in between the recipes, there's stories, like short stories, of local food producers. Did you get a chance to visit the farms, Courtney, when you were yeah. writing the book? Yes, that was actually my favorite aspect of the book was going out. Seneca and I, Seneca Brands, the oh. photographer, mm-hmm. she and I would go out and um, you know travel and visit wherever they were, and it was really you know the most the farms with very long-standing relationships with Cambridge Knoll Foods, who've really been with them for years. Some of whom have been with them since they opened. Um, over 30 years ago and what I really love is you know it's one thing to go to a farmer's market and meet your grower meet your maker but it's another thing when you're going to the farm you're meeting the farmers you know potentially five children who are working on the farm you're going and you're seeing their dirty hands or I should say excuse me I shouldn't say dirty as much as their worn hands right Uh um, you know from a day worth of hard work holding you know some eggs or you're seeing um, just really the ins and outs of the, how they run their business. I mean, you can see, okay, are the the chickens, are the hens really on grass? You know, are they really, you know, getting uh, time to frolic around? Or, mm-hmm. you know, what is the environment really like kind of thing? Um, versus, like I said, you know, you can only get so much out of going to, a you know, a farmer's market, for example. And I think that's the one thing I was very excited about with my involvement with the book was really bringing to life what, you know, b- what's behind what's on the shelf, you know, whether it's produce or whether it's, a really beautiful bar of soap, you know, which they have at Cambridge and Whole Foods, what's really behind that? And that's when we got the idea, let's really integrate the growers and makers within the book so people can learn more about them. Maybe they can't go and visit everyone like we did. Mm-hmm. But um, that, again, was just one of my favorite aspects of, of creating the so book. Cool. Yeah, with mm-hmm. yeah. So why, now, what, why, how did the cookbook start? I mean, after 32 years, like Kimberton has developed and cultivated like the relationships with the growers, the farmers, and your consumer. Why the cookbook now? Like what was, what was the inspiration or? Well, what I, can, I, I suppose we have different thoughts about the cookbook, why we started writing it, but my son Colin and I had been thinking about putting together a cookbook for many, many years because customers would ask us for different recipes. Mm. And, you know, we, we had the idea, but neither of us really had the the wherewithal or the, the writing talent. And Courtney had recently published another cookbook called Farmhouse Manor, which is just a gorgeous cookbook. I suggest everyone get it. It has a beautiful story within it, beautiful recipes. Everything about it was what I wanted would like our cookbook to be. So I saw Courtney one day <laughs> at an event at, at where our children were, and um, I just asked her if she would be interested in helping me. And she was, and we started mm-hmm. working on it. And it took us a couple of years. We thought it would huh. be a six-month project. <laughs> 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 well, it kept growing into m- more things, as Courtney was saying, going out to the farms, seeing them seeing them in action, doing what they're doing, bringing that back, writing about them. It was more than just writing the recipes. It was telling the whole story and then telling the story of our family. We have, my husband and I, we have five children and four of them work in the business with us and a lot of the pictures in the book are family pictures and history pictures of the business. And it just, it kept becoming what it wanted to become, this book. and, And it's, I'm really delighted with it. That's the other thing, too, I'd love to add is just, you know, Pat and Terry, you know, they're very private people. Um, 
to a degree, I should say. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I, I really saw, you know, as a writer who's used to and identifying people, everyone has a story to tell kind of thing. Well, you know, I've always really looked up so incredibly highly to, you know, the whole Brett family for what they stand for. You know, they've been doing this before it was trendy to do, mm -hmm. you know, and they have such integrity with, you know, in, with involved with what they do. And so I just was so excited to really understand, okay, we're, what's the real foundation? Where, what, what are the roots of, of their story? And so that's kind of where we started from there. And then we thought, wow, you know, we have, you know, I was very inspired. And I wouldn't say I had to convince Pat, but I definitely <laughs> had to, I guess you could say, uh, not necessarily even entice her, but just make her see that, you know, there is more of a story here than just, oh, yeah, the customer has been, have been asking for recipes forever and now they're finally getting them mm -hmm. so that was a really wonderful aspect was really getting to know the Brett family and their mm -hmm. lives and getting to be just a part of what makes them tick and what really was the true you know inspiration behind what they do every day mm -hmm. kind of thing did you find that you had to pull the stories out mm -hmm. of them or was it just part of you know did the recipe piece did it just come with a story or did it is so seamless with what they do with their business. And that's what I love so much, too, is that there it's not as if there is a divide. So they really are just so true and sincere to the life they live, which is reflective in their business. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, it just, everything just kind of spoke for themselves, and they were incredibly open and, you know, easy to, you know, just share information and, mm -hmm. um, and to really just share their passion. And all five of the children are involved in the business as well? Currently four are, four. Yeah. but all five have been mm -hmm. over the mm -hmm. years, yeah. So when you talk about family and business and, and cultivating or pulling some of the stories out from family, how did you decide which recipes like made the cut? Because there have to be with five children. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> talking be. about recipe planning, there's, yeah. How did you decide? How? I, I think there were some that m missed the cut, and, uh -huh. and <laughs> even customers have asked me, Is, isn't that soup in the cookbook? And I think, oh, oh we forgot a few, but mm -hmm. I tell them we'll write another cookbook, uh -huh. <laughs> so we'll follow up. We, we did our, our favorites and mm -hmm. the, the ones that get asked for, requested over and over, and I, I'm the dessert maker, and so I put a number of my family's favorite desserts in there, the things that everyone's happy if they show up mm. on the table and everyone's over to eat on a weekend or mm -hmm. something like that. We often have family dinners on the weekends. We all live f relatively close to each other. and uh, So, I, yeah, I included things that that everybody likes. Right. <laughs> What's some of, what are one or, one or two of your favorite dessert recipes? Oh, gosh, that's always a hard one to decide. Mm -hmm. um, I think... Because it's a real mix. Yeah, it is. And well, a classic one is the the carrot cake because that's okay. a mm -hmm. recipe I've been making for for 40 years probably <laughs> every fall for my husband's birthday that's my favorite birthday cake in the winter it's it's mm -hmm. such a it's just such yeah. a it's it's hearty but it's Heard also of. tender and 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 it's good yeah, it's just such you can tell yourself you're eating vegetables it's so <laughs> <Right>. delicious <laughs> a lot of the smaller baked goods the scones the cookies mm -hmm. those are recipes I've developed more recently um, when I'm doing a lot of gluten-free baking and so we've been working on experimenting and then refining recipes that we that will that will turn out every time mm -hmm. with those gluten-free ingredients and be delicious and you don't need to be 
someone who doesn't eat gluten to enjoy them. <laughs> so most people probably wouldn't know. Like I, when I made the cake for Tracy, which is the recipe that will be featured in the um, Burke's Country column, it was the almond rosewater cake. Mm-hmm. And I noticed, are, are all of the recipes gluten-free? I think they are. All of the, the dessert recipes the dessert that baked. I make, yes. Mm-hmm. Was that gluten-free? Yes. Yes. The, and Whoa. I feel it's knock me over. You, with the you wouldn't know, right? No, no yeah. I wouldn't know. I it was so anything. delicious. I wanted to tell you that that was the nicest treat to come home to. And it was also beautiful. It was it had all the crushed Aww. almonds and rose petals. And it was so good. Mm-hmm. It so, was mm-hmm. so good. All of the baked recipes, knowing that, um, that you're gluten free in the home, mm-hmm. that the recipes work well for people who might be unaccustomed to baking gluten-free. That's Bec- right. Because you put suggestions in there about which flours that you prefer. That's right. Okay. That's right. And and it's not hard and fast. And if you have a, a different one that works for you that, or that's your favorite, by all means, you should use it. I just, I find certain ones very reliable and that's good for me. And also, I use a lot of nut flours, which mm-hmm. we're not, we're talking about the history of the business there was no such thing as almond flour. Well, there was, but it wasn't available easily. And now many baking products, alternative baking products, are commonly available. So mm-hmm. you can experiment. You can play around. And it's it's just given us a lot more options than we had in the past. So when you talk about recipes that come, like the soup recipes, I'm guessing some of the soups you might serve in the cafe. That's that right, Phoebe, yes. Is yeah. this really Mr. B in the photo? That's really Mr. Oh, okay. B. That's, that's <laughs> Dave. He is our host with the most in okay. the cafe at Kimberton. He knows everyone. Everyone knows him. He knows exactly how you want your latte or your smoothie. He puts a little extra cayenne for you or no cayenne or this. or th- You know, he's he's just He's a lovely, lovely person, and um, these cookies are named after him because he wanted a chocolate chip cookie that had everything in it, so it has (laughs) peanut butter and oatmeal and chocolate chips. Oh, my gosh. I love that, and I love that it's it's his cookie in here, and that's a way to, like, recognize the customer and and your team members, I think, in the book. Yes, so... Uh, so I, I've opened up the page to Tracy. <laughs> you can't see. I've this, taken this cookbook to several friends who love to cook. Okay. Oh my god! And, and I, of course, asked them for right their opinions. I said, "What do you think of this cookbook?" And I just leave it at that. Kind of like leaving the cake at your doorstep. <laughs> I didn't put a label of, or uh-uh. nothing. No. I just wanted her to be surprised. But when friends look through this cookbook, I think what they were most surprised to see is that it was both vegetarian, and there were meat options as well. And everything look I mean, everything is so beautifully photographed. Everything is so beautiful. But I don't want to use the word healthy because sometimes people think if it's healthy, it butternut doesn't. squash pasta salad with Brussels sprouts and goat cheese. Come on! I know it's beautiful. I mean that's healthy, and it's gorgeous. And, and goat you just cheese. want to dig in, right? Yes, I do. Actually. This is this is probably one of the favorite savory recipes I think that we found in the book. Oh my goodness! So this looks that that is a Colin Brett invention and specialty and it is absolutely delicious Mm -hmm. and I do want to say and Courtney did mention Seneca Brand who who did all these beautiful photographs but her photographs just are so rich and so saturated with color and almost flavor Mm -hmm. when you look at that you can almost taste how good it is and I'm she Mm -hmm. just is an amazing photographer Mm -hmm. that was one of the things as well was just shooting the shoots we had we would maybe do 
four or five, or if we were really ambitious, six dishes in wow. a given shoot. Mm -hmm. And my favorite thing, which Pat <laughs> knows, was <laughs> tasting everything. Uh -huh. <laughs> and uh, and I just say, you know, the one thing about Pat, you know, and this is to me the difference between a, a, a cook and someone who really is a passionate and conscientious cook who, and I don't want to sound cheesy, but, <laughs> you know, really puts their heart and soul into the cooking. So you taste something beyond just the ingredients coming mm -hmm. together. So... And she really does. She puts a lot of love into her baking. And you feel that. I mean, you really it's hard to leave her house without being, you know, served just a warm something with <laughs> with mm -hmm. tea or, you know, she constantly that's just her way of communicating, her way of showing her care and her and her love. And, and I know I, I do really believe sweet. that that does yeah. translate into a dish. Absolutely. It does. It does. I always like to have enough to send some home <laughs> with everyone after a dinner. And also, one thing I wanted to say about Colin, and I think it's really, you know, there's everything here in this book um, from, you know, I don't know if you remember reading the story where Pat, initially when she started um, out, you know, with the, in, in the farm store, you know, she would be making soups and, you know, kind of treasuring <laughs> with all the kids from her house. And so it was that very first soup that customers have had who used to call it the farm store before it was called oh. Camberton Whole Foods. But then you have, for example, today's recipe, which is one of Colin's, like, for example, caramelized onion and kale, uh, with kale and uh, brie cheese, grilled cheese, for example. And just what an innovative <laughs> twist yeah. on something that's just so standard. So, you know, it's, you really have the best of kind of both, very innovative approaches and also your tried and true. Right. Uh, more, you know, uh, recipes yeah. as well. His, his are really adventurous and, and modern recipes. I really Sounds admire good. them. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah. <laughs> I can tell you. And, yeah, and yeah he, was, he was one of the kids in the back seat when I was trundling muffins and soup yeah. down to the old farm store from my house. So he had a, a first... Uh, <laughs> so, oh, did you have oh, a no, first glance. I just had a real quick... So mm -hmm. five kids, mm -hmm. a business, mm -hmm. an ultimate, you know collection of some amazing looking recipes how did you do that as a mom with five kids like this was this literally is this what you fed your five children putting the rest of us to shame oh, no <laughs> <laughs> no it's, no well, i rest assured yeah, Tracy, yeah. That, that, like courtney was just saying some of these more no my children did not eat caramelized onion and brie sandwiches <laughs> when they were little no 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 they might have wanted to no <laughs> no, but we, we always ate healthily. We always yeah. had a big garden, lots of vegetables and, and meat from the farm. And mm -hmm. they were all, yeah, we had big meals. And it's it's been a bit of a, an adjustment over the last decade or so for me to s learn how to cook smaller meals because I was down. cooking for seven every day. And so I, I don't make, well, if I make a cake, I make sure people are coming over because <laughs> my husband and I will be the only ones home to eat it. And so, yeah, not that there's anything had to wrong change, with that. Right. Yeah, right. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. He does have a few favorites oh. in here. But yeah, we, we stretched, stretched the food when the kids were mm -hmm. young. And now we Amazing. experiment and play around and it's a lot of fun. And it's really all of my children enjoy cooking and it's it's a delight to me because it's such a pleasure for me it's a pleasure to you know be chatting with them and, and have one of them say oh I made such and such I mixed this and that and I never would have thought of that and yeah. then we pass ideas back and forth that's fantastic very good
<laughs> Sorry, Wonderful. I didn't mean to No, no. <laughs> that, that's a great question. I was curious how you kept everyone happy with that many children. So <laughs> <laughs> they everybody likes something different. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> that was that was sometimes a challenge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the book is the book is a collection of everything that is local. Um, from the food, uh, the recipes, the recipes that you selected uh, based on what your customers, of course, love, um, and your family loves as well. Right. And you had mentioned before we started recording that the book itself, you found a resource that is a local publication. Well, it, a printer pu- and bindery, mm-hmm. yes, mm-hmm. written okay. in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, obviously Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just so lovely being just first of all supporting local through that process Mm -hmm, obviously mm -hmm. and then just being it being so accessible when you think of how many things are printed overseas Mm -hmm. it was just so nice being a part of it supporting obviously our local businesses and being able to be a really a part of every single step of the way was just an amazing experience Mm -hmm. yeah I think that's wonderful I think so too I think I don't know if you collect cookbooks do you collect cookbooks you do okay probably not as many as you and well no i'm I'm trying to i'm trying to keep what's precious to me now and this would this Mm -hmm. would be a cookbook if you if you are a person who loves to read cookbooks this is the kind of book cookbook that would be precious to you because of the stories the photographs are just beautiful it's almost a coffee table book yeah i mean it's beautiful Mm -hmm. yeah but it's it's something that's very functional too I just love the cover. I love everything. It's all yummy. (laughs) Everything about it. The photographs are yummy. The recipes are beautiful. Where can you get it? Well, where (laughs) where can you get this beautiful book? Mm -hmm. You can get them at any of the Cambridge and Whole Foods locations, (laughs) um, of which there are six. Mm -hmm. You can go on to CambridgeandWholeFoods.com and find those. Or you can also order the book online at HickoryGrovePublishing.com. And you can also find it locally at Ole Valley Organics, which is Barb Dietrich's farm store featuring local producers right in Ole, PA. Awesome. Great. Wonderful. And I'll put those links in the blog post that will Thank pair you. with this cool. uh, with this podcast episode. And the almond rosewater cake that I'm going to share in my Live Love Bake column in Burke's Country the week after Valentine's Day. I don't remember... I think it's the 20th or something. Um, That recipe will feature. That's the one I left on Tracy's doorstep. Mm -hmm. And I made again because everyone really loved that. Um, That one is, of course, gluten-free. And a lot of friends thought it was a pound cake Mm. because the texture is similar to a pound cake, but it has a beautiful, like, rose syrup that's poured over the cake just as it's beginning to cool. That's the magic. It is the right magic. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, f- I made the first one with the lemons. And the second one I went to bake, I didn't have lemons. So I used orange. And I liked both of them. So you can play with some of the recipes, I'm sure, as you go through the cookbook. Because you talk about in the book, um, you like to have recipes that you can prepare with things that are already in your pantry. Like you don't want to be complicated. Exactly. And I I love to hear that you adapted it because we all adapt recipes, sometimes based on what we have on hand, but Mm -hmm. sometimes based on what our taste is. And orange sounds fantastic. It was lovely. But I love rose water. And I think it's a beautiful Mm -hmm. recipe. Um, I I can't wait to cook through the cookbook. Um, And I'm so happy you're here. And uh, do you have any other questions? Well, I have many, but it's just so nice to meet you and speak with you about this. And I just think the world of it. 
thank you for producing such a beautiful thing. Yeah. Oh, thank, thank you, you for having us. This yeah. has been fun. So I think you shared all of the information about how to find Kimberton Whole Foods, how to find the cookbook. And uh, I think our listeners should check that out. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, absolutely. It's a, it's a perfect book for self or if you want to give give a gift to someone who loves to cook or is even interested in eating well, but not becoming overwhelmed, mm-hmm, I think, which is mm-hmm. what makes this cookbook really, um, really something you want in your collection. So thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, thank yeah, you thank for, you for having, having us. us. <laughs> it was our pleasure. So thanks for tuning in, guys. This was a lot of fun. Um, I will put all the um, notes about where to find everything in the website at phoebespurefood.com, where you can find other recipes, fun places to eat, and other adventures that I sometimes go on. Again, that's phoebespurefood.com, and we're so happy to be recording in the People Chronicles studio. (laughs) Thanks for tuning in. Bye, guys. Bye.